our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls at Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. KTP here, queer. How are you? You know what? I'm good. I put up an Instagram story and everyone was like, you're glowing. And it was like sweat. It is so hot in New Zealand right now. It is very very warm but very grateful to have the sunshine very grateful because last year it was hurricanes and torrential rain for 90% of it but isn't that lovely how sweat just like gives you a natural glow you know what you're being a bit too positive for my liking let's move on (laughs) (laughs) embrace the sweaty I was going to say moustache, but that's not cute. Do you know what, Maya? That's really unkind. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I am a little bit sensitive right now because I haven't been to my IPL lady in like two months. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can tell. No. I can tell. All right. So this week we are talking about things we'd do if we were starting a business again in 2024. How would we do it? What would we do differently? Has the landscape changed in the last couple of years? Does social media still matter? Do we need to be using AI? And what tips do we have? Because, hey, look, every single year in the business world is weirdly, surprisingly different from the year before. And we have different set of challenges and we have different things that work and different things that don't. So this episode is going to be about what we do differently, how to make sure that you're starting the year off right. I know we're, you know, a month or two in, but you can always get it started again. You can always pick it up. So are you excited? Are you, are you ready? I'm ready, Sim. I'm ready to hear how you would start a business in 2024. Not us. No, how you, and then you ask me. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. (laughs) Are you going to start a business in 2024? I am. I actually, I actually, Simran, I got my first like speaking gig. What? Yeah. In April. Stop. Yeah. It's just like a little thing, but I'm, I'm like getting paid. You're getting paid? Yeah. My travel is being covered. What? Yeah. I didn't even get my first speaking gig paid. That's awesome. Thank you. I am so proud of you. Can you, are you allowed to share details? Are you allowed to give like vague details? Yeah. Well, it's to a group of rangatahi, so youth, 
and they are doing it's like a four-day workshop about putia pakehi so money business and all of that kind of stuff aimed at I believe wahine women between the ages of 16 and 18 from Kurakaupapa, so from Māori schools. And I'm just going to do a talk for something. (laughs) I need to figure that out. But yeah, that's in April. That is incredible. Thank you. Congratulations. I am... You got paid for your first. Do you know how impressive that is? (laughs) Not a lot of people get paid for that. Like, okay, um... I will also say it was a bit of an accident. Like someone I met at uni, <laughs> someone I met at uni has been listening to the podcast and she runs these workshops and she reached out to me and she was like, it's a, like, I'm, I'm planning our workshops for the year. I would really like you to come and court it or to come and talk. Yeah. These are the dates if you're available and there's Koha involved. So a gifted payment rather than me offering a fee Mm. yeah oh okay incredible so yeah next episode is going to be how to make sure you get speaking gig yes no no for real and how to do rates and all of no no amazing yeah so I'm working on it babe (laughs) you're like the business is starting soon Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, Rentap. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet Rentap, your ultimate rent paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. Rentap deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. Rentap doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making home ownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app/gti for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. All right. So what is the first question that you have for me? Literally, how would you start a business in 2024? I imagine it would be a lot different from when you first started GTI. What was that? Three years ago? 2020, 2021? 2020. 2020, so almost four years ago. I think what I would do differently is it's something that I would still do, but it's going to come up with different answers. And that is doing market research for whatever company that you are going to build, whatever idea that you have. If you were like, hey, I really want to build a fitness app, the fitness app industry three years ago is going to be so different to what it is today. For example, I met someone who said that, you know, they owned a fitness app. They said a couple of years ago, it was all about looking at the difference of like before and after pictures and looking at the gains and looking at, hey, if you use our app, you might look this way after six weeks. And they said that in three or four years time, that actually shifted and it was suddenly extremely problematic to encourage young women and people to look a certain way and say, hey, take our app because right now you look fat and you can look skinnier. Mm. And so they had to completely shift their whole business model. Yeah, completely shift the business model. It was still 
workouts and it was still fitness and it was still wellness, but suddenly the marketing and the focus of why you would buy this app or this product wasn't how you'd look. It's like, hey, healthier lifestyle. You're going to live longer. Look at the health benefits. You're going to have more energy if you work out. You're going to have a community if you work out. And so even though, yes, it's the fitness space, and even though you're doing research on both times, you need to know currently in 2024, what do people actually think about your industry? Because it may have changed. Mm -hmm. I would even go as far as to say with like money, things have changed. Like we, we're in a position where, like when we started Girls Invest, a lot of the focus was on just getting the words, the jargon sorted, like what is a fund? What is an ETF? That was never a word that anyone would use outside of, you know, a bank or a broker. And now it is a little bit more common. The words aren't always the issue anymore. Now it's more things like trying to choose funds and the mindset and which ETFs are the best. And so even the things that people are Googling and questioning and asking us have changed within a three-year span. Wow, that's so interesting. And so first, do your market research on the industry that you want to enter into. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is really important because, as I've said, things can change. The second thing that I would do differently is make sure that you are up to date with all the laws and regulations in your industry because, again, okay. they can change too. <laughs> right. Why are we laughing? I'm not laughing. It just, like, is something that I think is it's just jargon that you're like, oh, no, nah, it'll be the same. And it actually isn't. I'm laughing because I watched a video about how the tax has changed for like secondary tax has changed in New Zealand and I had no idea and it's applicable to business. So I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, that's so true. You're like, that is me. That literally. So for example, let's say like you are in the sunscreen industry and you decide you want to create, you know, really good sunscreen mm -hmm. or cosmetics, you know, like four years ago, Australians, let's say you were, you were selling to Australians, you're allowed to sell sunscreen online and market it through influencer marketing. That then changed very quickly. And influencer marketing for certain cosmetic products in Australia became illegal. You cannot have an influencer talk about certain products that have certain active chemicals in them or now I guess fall under the category of like pharmaceuticals you know sunscreen is something that protects you mm. and is it okay to have non-medical professionals or like non-dermatologists talk about certain things that's not you know something that I want to debate but it just goes to show like the laws change and imagine if you didn't look into that and you're like I'm going to create a sun care company and then I'm going to use influence marketing and you get into like you know, like R&D, like research and development. And later on, you find that someone in your marketing team or legal team says, wait, we can't send that to like Sim and Maya. They're not allowed to promote this. Mm, okay. That's a very good point and something that I did not at all think of. Hey, I'm here to help. Thank you. <laughs> the next thing that you need to consider in 2024 is it is a lot harder to get funding for businesses than it was recently. So, I mean, in 2020, that would have actually been the best time for me to get Girls Invest funded, to get VC funding if I wanted venture capital funding, or even just like a bank loan for a business loan. Like those were things that were easier to get because money was cheaper, debt was cheap, the interest rates were low. Mm. Now, if I want to get 
like a bank loan to fund, I don't know, a building for girls that invest, that's like a 7% interest rate. And so in 2024, I don't want to be taking on businesses that have a lot of debt because that is really, really, really hard to do. And you're going to be paying so much more than you would have had you done it even three years ago. These are technical and handy tips. That was also another one that I did not think of. Why? I I don't know. (laughs) What did you think I was going to say? I didn't have an idea of what you were going to say, but I didn't think it would be like, you know, check the laws, (laughs) check the banking and loans and things like that. Because I guess, hey, silly me thinking, especially laws don't really change that often, but they do. Well, first of all, not silly you. I think we just don't talk about it. Like how often do you sit down with your business friends and they say, oh yeah, like I like refresh the law website. Exactly. It's just kind of those things where I thought it would be more about what's trending, what businesses would be good to enter into and what's maybe not so good at the moment, but these are all Keep it coming. Do you have any more? I have three more. Okay. I'm going to run through them. They're going to be more like fluffy and and less like laws, taxes, you know, like death. One thing that I would do differently is I would actually go video first on whatever kind of company. If you have a mechanical company, we talked about mechanics last week. If you have a dermatology clinic, if you have a service where you help people declutter their house, get an intern, hire someone to come with you, pay them, obviously, we do paid internships here, and just get them to follow you around with a smartphone that's in that um, like vertical direction. Wow, that made me sound old. (laughs) I was going to say. Hold it up, right? And get them to just video you doing your daily stuff, getting like just video content. You don't have to be talking to the camera, you're just doing and get an editor and turn it into viral content. And when I say viral, we don't mean a million. Just get a thousand people to see it because a thousand people seeing your business, that is like paying for a thousand people to see your ad. Mm. It is like paying for a billboard where a thousand people are driving past. And at the start of your business, that is incredible. When we started, everything was still static. Back in the good old days, we didn't have to make videos. We could just make a tweet. And a cute little photo and a cute little photo and it was like you know if we had to make an announcement it was just on a little tweet and that tweet was uploaded onto Instagram and TikTok didn't exist and life was life was much simpler then and then so that veers off into another part I another question that I have is that does social media still matter does social media still matter yeah do you want to answer that? <laughs> it does still matter, guys, the look that Simran is giving me. I'm just checking, you know. We need to know these basics and how much, especially if you're a mechanic, they're probably thinking, I don't need to post a TikTok. Like, how actually is that going to impact my business? The look Simran is giving me is it's going to impact your business very well, like it's going to have a big impact. So snap the videos. Wait, how about this? Let me give you an example. Let's go back to the mechanics. You know, we love our mechanics. If you have a mechanic shop, one of the ways that you are going to look at the start of your company is how do I get people to come 
And trust me, they don't know that I exist. First of all, that's an issue. And if they, you know, drive past and, you know, I have a brick and mortar business, I have a physical business, so people can drive past and see the sign. How are they going to trust me? Why would they come to me? Why would they trust me? And why would they leave their current mechanic? Because most people that have cars have probably gone to a mechanic once already. So why would they shift? Why would It's like going to a doctor. Why would you suddenly change your GP unless your doctor was just that bad? And the thing with mechanics, we don't even know if they're good or bad. Have you ever looked at a mechanic and been like, that was a good job? No, I my mechanic now is my husband's family mechanic you say husband (laughs) yeah I'm I'm saying it because he's not just my boyfriend or my partner anymore he's my husband we just use the the husband's family mechanic now (laughs) (laughs) that is because they have a relationship with him they think he's all good they trust him so yeah I'm I don't need to do any more research that. Yeah. And, and you're not looking to see like, is there, are there better mechanics out no. there? You're not looking to see like, are there more sustainable mechanics or is there one even closer to me? Do they even like, does one offer something that our current one doesn't? We don't look for new mechanics, mm. but this mechanic that's listening to the show, they're smart and they realize that they, they need to be video first and they start making content about like what the day in the life of mechanic is like and they share their POV and they do little funny TikToks and they showcase like some personality, some culture, some depth. And then every now and again, they teach you something like, hey, if your mechanic offers you this, don't forget to ask about this other thing because it might actually be cheaper and easier. So now you feel like they're educating you, they're on your side. Mm. And eventually you might be like, this mechanic guy's or like girl's kind of funny. I'm going to follow them. And then when you need a mechanic or someone else is looking for a mechanic, now you've got two options. Not just my husband's family mechanic could fix it. Mm. Like there's also that person on TikTok that like actually is in the city. And looks like they know their stuff around a car, an engine, a wheel. <laughs> For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Okay, so social media does matter. Video is the first form. It is your free marketing billboard for any business. Not only does it build marketing, it's also your free customer service because people will leave comments down the bottom and be like, oh, like, why is your mechanic shop so dirty? And you're going to be like, damn, 
It is dirty. But if someone came in, would they say that? Would you ever walk into a mechanic and be like, that's dirty? You'd be like, I kind of expect it to be dirty, if anything. Yeah. Like, if you see a mechanic and they're looking greasy, you're not going to be like, you should shower. But if you saw a mechanic on TikTok looking greasy, the Gen Zs tell them. They're harsh, man. You get customer feedback for For free. free. For free. (laughs) (laughs) And that helps with your market analysis, babe. (laughs) For free. (laughs) We're on the same page because look, it's for free. So the third thing that I would do differently, because now we've got, we're doing video first, we're doing content on social media. One thing that I would do differently in 2024 is I would actually just focus on one social media channel. I would not try to have a TikTok and an Instagram and a YouTube and a Twitter and what's left podcast for us yeah I would just choose one thing and get really good at that one thing and if I'm being honest I kind of would choose between TikTok and YouTube really YouTube over Instagram Instagram's dying really how much time do you spend on Instagram I hey I'm still I'm gonna say an oldie even though I'm not Instagram I still watch my TikToks on Instagram. Well, yeah. Okay, Maya, you don't have to say that out loud. But yeah. All right. That's fine. But (laughs) it's not fine. What's happening to Instagram is like what happened to Facebook. Like all of our friends stopped posting their lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like we don't post as much. We post stories. Mm. Stories are there. But people are posting less. Yeah. So YouTube is coming back. I feel like YouTube has kind of just like stayed steady and people that grow on TikTok then move to YouTube. So I'm like, why not start on YouTube? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So TikTok or YouTube? TikTok to get the like virality, YouTube to grow the audience. Okay. I say as someone that does not have a YouTube. She doesn't. She also already has the audience. Guys, if you see me starting a YouTube, you'll know why. Because Simran told me to and she wouldn't let it go. <laughs> great on youtube thank you you've got a beautiful face a beautiful voice and you've got a calm aura when me and sonia started doing the girls that miss podcast we would say we had the face for radio that's why we did the podcast (laughs) stop it no 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 y'all are beautiful Mm -hmm. we are now we (laughs) okay moving on so tiktok and youtube those are social platforms so those would be the social platforms so the first thing is video first Mm-hmm. The second thing is obviously use socials. I don't even know why that was a question. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is just focus on one and choose YouTube or TikTok. It does not matter what business you have. It does not matter what you do. If you come to me, you can come in my miss.simran.core Instagram DMs and be like, hey, this is my business. I don't even think I can make a TikTok for it. I will tell you you can and I will she will i will find a way no 100 percent. she will throw me an industry and i'll tell you how you make a channel shoe polishing shoe polishing imagine setting up like a little stall where you're shoe polishing and you have a sign and it's like free shoe polish if you tell me like a deep confession and people come and you're polishing their shoes and they tell you their story and you ask if you can film it and you make a little TikTok of it and you have this series where people are giving their confessions and you're polishing their shoes naturally people are going to start falling in love with this and then just naturally want to come to you you see what I mean she just did that I like there was no backup script I just literally thought of shoe polishing right now she's got you guys 
go into her DMs and ask her, like, there's your business model. There's your, no, what is it? Your social media marketing schedule. I'm here. <laughs> She's there. I need to do this for girls and best. We don't even use TikTok that much. Like, <laughs> it's so easy to do it for other people. Yeah. Do it with well-being with Maya too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, see, the thing with well-being with Maya is Maya just needs to get a camera in front of her and sit down and <laughs> and, and film some stuff. And just film some B-roll of her walking around the house now that she's, you know, she, you're married. The wedding planning's done. The husband's there. <laughs> the 70, 80-hour work weeks are done. <sighs> are you still studying? I am. I have two more papers, but I only... And working full time and working part time and only have two papers. Like <gasps> I have all this free time. I'm only working full time, studying part time and doing girls that invest part time. That is a walk in the park. <laughs> that's that's a walk in the park for me for the past like two, three years. So So it sounds like you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. I do. I have time to be roll, babes. Hey, look, I promise you that I will have some content on well-being with Maya by next week it's like baby steps don't make me hopeful just <laughs> film yourself okay just doing like you know you've seen me like just walking around the house just get now you have a husband get him to hold your phone he can just follow me around everywhere what else are they for honestly and just get him to like, just be like hey like if I'm reading just hold the phone for seven seconds and just like capture a video of it and then when you start thinking of things to post just put text in front of it why work hard? I used the same video for a year. People used to, like, yeah. people have gotten upset. Yeah, no, I was one of them. I haven't used it in a while. No, you haven't. Good. Let it be. Let it die. Yeah. All right. So I hope that this has actually been useful. There's some things that I would do if I was starting a business in 2024 that definitely, you know, don't seem like the obvious things. It, it, it is things like looking at laws. It is things like looking at research in terms of how the markets have changed and movements like that. But then there's also easier, more fun things that I would do differently. Like I would do video first. I would focus on TikTok or YouTube. I would grow my channel, my community that way. Anything can be on social media if you think hard enough. And I would get started. And I think 2024 is an amazing time to start a business. It is not too late. And you have never had more resources for free like this podcast to help teach you everything that took me like eight to 10 years to learn. So I'm just excited that I can distill it in hopefully bite-sized easy chunks alongside Maya. And if you have enjoyed this episode, as always, please take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag us, let us know. It helps spread the word. It helps grow the podcast and it makes sure that we continue to help the world become wealthier because what else do we want? Financial freedom for all. For all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll see you soon, Maya. Kakite. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer. Skills That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.